Give me advice about what I should put on my homepage. Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. <laughs> Hello, anyone who want to learn more about local SEO and how you can get results by using AI. Welcome. Today we are going to discuss more about AI, about SEO, how to get great results. It's not only about traffic, how to get sales in the end. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Joseph Kahn. How are you? Yay, thank you so much. Thanks for that introduction. I love your videos. You always wow me every single time. I'm always like, whoa, that introduction. Thank you so much for having me on there. Uh, I want to confess with you, it's not me. It's my team. <laughs> <laughs> I hired great people. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They did a great job on that. I was like, oh, man, that's so good. I need to get them to do that for yeah. me. <laughs> I think if you want to become a great, you need to cooperate with great people. So, mm -hmm. and many people can be my ass in one side, you know, <laughs> I mean, like in knowing something because I'm oh, so yeah. great with design, but I know how to create the task, you know, for these people. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Joseph, before we yes. start, just remind more about yourself, experience, background, because you spoke many times on my podcast. I have three episodes. It's number four, but we have new listeners who want to learn more about our speaker. So remind more about your background experience and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Yeah, so I'm kind of like a godfather in this space in that I started in 1994. So I started with the HTML 1.0 book, 1.0 HTML, you know, and then literally that's where I started in 1994. And I probably a lot of like you, even people who are just starting out in the digital marketing space back in 1994, when people found out I knew how to build web pages, local businesses said, can you do me? Can you do me? Can you do me? And so back then, like I had a plethora of people coming at me wanting me to build websites. So that instantly started my agency back in 1994. That's that's almost what now, 30 years ago? Like yeah. it, we're about to be in 2024. That's about 30 years ago. Wow. So imagine being in the digital marketing space for 30 years. That's me. Okay. So, <laughs> and I've had clients from Deloitte, IBM, Coca Cola, Cox Communications, John C. Maxwell. And on and on, won the World Internet Marketer of the Year, uh, was the best click ClickBank selling course in 2009 for Twitter Cash Method. I was once known as a social media guru, believe that. <laughs> like, And right now, I'm trying to be known as somebody in the digital marketing space, but very keen on SEO. Like SEO really has evolved since 1994, as you know, with Google coming on in the early 2000s and then the local SEO, as we hopefully will talk about today, is really come into play. And then Google Eat now that's kind of changing things up a little bit. That's been a huge evolution over the last 30 years that I got to be a part of. But that's what HumJam is now creating certifications, courses, and things about that whole 30-year evolution to say, this is what has always worked for the last 30 years and will continue to work for the next 30 years. That's what we create and certify people on because stuff that we do gets results. And that's because we've learned it over a long period of time. We've seen it over a long period of time. You know what I mean? 
imagine if you started stock trading 30 years ago, you would know how to trade better today, right? Like you just have that magical, that's us. Like we, we were doing this 30 years ago. So somebody says, I have a marketing problem. I can see it right away. Cause I've been, I've been around, you know what I mean? It's like, I've seen that like thousands of times, you know, the fact that we've seen it so much is it's easy for us to know what's good, what's correct, what worked, what doesn't work, you know, because we have a lot of people, um, telling us, you know, yeah, what's nice. What the issues. Anyways, that to catch you up to speed. And that's what we do at humjam.com. We're releasing a new social media, digital marketing training certification, um, website within the next couple of weeks. So it's not ready now. You'll, it'll look like an agency, but in the next couple of weeks, we're doing a buddy press, um, tutor LMS switch over for all of our courses and certifications is going to be on humjam.com awesome. in the next couple of weeks. So our evolution is putting us in where we're now certifying seven figure agencies on how to do SEO. That's what our team's doing right now. Great. This awesome. week as we speak. Yeah, uh, I will share uh, this course w when it's ready. Let me know. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, with my audience. And Joseph, I want to start from yeah. the basic question about local SEO because I see webmasters still use common SEO to get results in local SEO, but it's quite different. Uh, uh, and yeah, it takes different methods. So tell what to do, where to start, uh, especially for niches when you can find in the top 10 results, Zillow, Yelp, many big brands that have multi uh, locations. So how to compete with them if you are a small brand, I don't know, restaurant, plumbing, anything. Small brand, but you want to take your position in the top 10 results. <laughs> yeah, I can give you kind of like three main i can i'm going to give you some secret magic because we're on unmiss right now and this is where you're going to get some secret manage that's what i'm going to give you right now today here's some secret magic okay here's the sauce the sauce is okay we're, we're dealing with google eat now okay eat stands for the double e experience experience expertise now the experience is user experience not your experience as the mm -hmm. creator meaning your experience that's the review Okay, the review, that's the testimonial. So if you want to show up in those local search results, you need not only your testimonials on your, in your content. Okay, that's the E in the experience. You need the testimonials on your content. Write that down. That's step number one. You can easily do that. Grab that from your reviews or get a plug-in. We use a plug-in um, and put those good reviews right on our website. Because when Google will crawl that, they'll crawl that as the EAT. The E part, the experience part. Second of that is, is that you can connect it to reviews because user experience is that E. Now, also right from the perspective of the user. So in the content itself, you say the perspective of the user is happy with, like meaning take a testimony or write about it or write a case study and write from the perspective of the user. All right, so that's number one. Number two is make sure you have an author box on every piece of content, on everything that's local or whatever. And that author box should be attached to the local business owner, meaning every page on that local business should be written from the perspective of the person who owns that company and them. So if you're using a ghostwriting team or using Unmissed to create this for you or whoever it is, make sure that that author box is the owner of the company that's connected to their LinkedIn, to their certification, to them that's that uh, adding that extra authoritativeness to that. Now, 
the fact that you're going to create a lot and the fact that it's connecting, connected to social media because you also need authoritativeness, which is prolific, meaning you need to be in a lot of places. If you want authority, you have to not just have one page created by you. You need lots of pages created by you. And the way you do that is connect the owner to the author box of all the web pages on the website. Now the owner of the company is an authority. So now they're a top local authority. So now Google's going to rank that content higher than other content that doesn't have that A in the E part, right? So that's how you do that. And then here, this is the magic juice. Make sure that you have that in there, but you have, if you want to show up in the local packs and you want to show up in local searches, the map pin is the magic. That's either you taking pictures from the local area or you can use a plugin to go to Google. For instance, if you want to show up and say Norcross, Georgia, and you want to be in the Norcross searches or whatever, you've got to grab map pins from that area and place those on that Norcross page that has Norcross words and Norcross landmarks. So Google crawls the map pin of that area. If it does not do that, you're not going to show up in that local area search. So every page of where the areas that you want to show up in the local search locally needs to have the map pins of that area. And check this out. If you're using um, Nitro Pack, if you're using a shrinker that's shrinking your graphics or you're doing any of that kind of stuff, it strips all that data off. It, it messes you up, meaning you're, you want the EXIF data. It's called EXIF data, E-X-I-F data. You want that data that has the author of the picture, the graphical location of the picture. And if that graphical location, when the Google spider crawls, it matches the keywords that you say, this is from Norcross, Georgia, and we got a Norcross landmark and the picture, especially if that picture is a user testimonial picture of the area. And that's why we have a plugin that will allow the user picture to become the picture of the testimonial. That even goes up the chain further, meaning that's showing eat that there's a picture, it's verifiable, it's got the map pin on it. That's where everybody misses it. We've, we've done over 100 audits and only about 10 out of 100 have had the local area map pins on their local area pages of their local area services pages on their local businesses. They didn't have any local area map pins on it and wondering why they're not being sho not showing up in the map pin space or the map space or in near me searches or local area searches because Google crawls it and says we don't have any pictures of your work in the local area. And that's using E because E is user experience. We don't have any pictures of user experience in this area with map pins. Therefore, we're not going to show you in those areas unless you show that you have the trust of the users of the pictures, you know, that kind of stuff. That's the magic. If you can tune that down, we see people going like this on the ranking. You tune that up. It's like the eat gets rewarded. And then this last algorithm, we're in what the end of we're in the beginning of September. There was a new algorithm, everybody, that just went, I don't know, you know this, right, that we just went through this new core update change, is now rewarding EAT to a big degree, meaning if you put EAT into play and you put what I'm talking about into play, our, our pages, we literally went, we were, this is funny, um, Anatoly, is we were number 44 for Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck was the hardest keyword on the planet. It had 160,000 search volume. Daffy Duck is a character in the Looney Tunes. 160,000 search volumes, a huge search volume, right? We were number 44, couldn't break it, couldn't break against Amazon, couldn't break against fandom, couldn't break against all these Warner Brothers, all these people, right? We are now number one for Daffy Duck after the new core algorithm update. Wow. 
Number one, and we've already been selling paintings. Number one. And so now all of a sudden I'm like, oh crap, I don't know if my server can handle all this traffic. <laughs> like <laughs> going from 44 to number one in 160,000 search volume is like a hose pipe that just got turned on. It's like, oh crap, I have stuff breaking right now. I need to go go turn up my server a little bit. Like, but that's because we were following E. On our, if you'll see on our screen, on our webpage, chuckjones.com, you'll see that we have a plugin that pulled all of the um, testimonials of all the customers and put it right on the homepage so that when Google called our homepage, it crawled all the user experience. And now guess what we're calling the homepage? The Chuck Jones experience. We're even calling it that. We're telling Google, look, here's the experience right here. And look at these people having a good time. And Google put us number one for Daffy Duck. Like what? How did we skip the line all the way to the top in this new algorithm update? And uh, and a lot of our clients, because of what I'm telling you, meaning put the E in charge. This E thing is working. You know what I mean? It literally, if you go, well, what's user experience? User experience is users talking about the product. Favorably or unfavorably, it really doesn't matter if they're complaining about it. Google will still rank it. They want to see the complaints just as much as they want to see the good stuff. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So the user experience is number one. And then the actual map pins of the user experience is the verifiable because what are we all constantly on, you know, all day, every day is, you know, ding, ding, ding. We're constantly snapping pictures. So Google wants to see those map pins on your images. That's mm -hmm. user experience. But see, we can fake it. Like we can go grab it and then put it on and, you know, like we can. Um, but the easiest thing, if you're a local SEO, Drive around the areas where you want and take pictures of landmarks and drop landmarks on all your area pages and you're done. You got those ranks now. That's as easy as that is. Throw some user testimonials on there. You're going to start ranking. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Great. Yeah. I like your secrets. You know, you always <laughs> leave me an emergency room where I need to spend time. You know, to think how I can adapt. And can you tell how to compare? I mean, like this metric, user experience, or uh, with uh, other websites that might have the same experience or better or worse. I don't know. But, you know, for example, we have some metrics how to measure domain authority, page authority, IHRF, SEMrush, most can share this data. But what about EEAT, uh, how to measure it and know that? I provide a good job or a bad job. I need to work on that. So any tips about that? Yeah, no, that's that's the next million dollar tool. Okay. <laughs> Is the EAT scoring tool in that let's let's work together on that. We could probably, you know, really, really make a good amount of money on that kind of tool. That's really, really difficult to measure and track, and Google wants it that way. Imagine what they're trying to get away from. Is the gaming spamming? You know that kind of world they want it more about the actual user experience the actual belief in the product they want people not to be screwed by misinformation stuff like that they it's it's about that so what they got to do is get rid of the gamers spammers and all that kind of stuff and the way they do that is make this algorithm that's that's subjective you know what i mean it's kind of where you can theorize about it of what works and you can test your own theories about it and see that it works or don't work like it's it's very subjective but what E is, in my opinion, and the reason why we went from 44 to number one for Daffy Duck and we were seeing a lot of huge increases with the new algorithm changes is because we were following E all along. And all E is, in Humjam's opinion, 
is what we call harmonic marketing. That's all it is. And what's harmonic marketing? It would make sense that a regular business who's doing good work would have people talking positively about them naturally, right? It makes good sense. So what do we have to pretend to do if we don't have that already? We got to either generate it or we've got to manufacture it. And that's what we do as marketers. We either generate buzz or we manufacture it because that's what we do. So we could say, well, we got to create this new persona. That's what you have to do. We got to now connect that new persona to Yelp, to Angie's List, to House, because this, and, and as you were saying, DA, domain authority, that stuff is still important because the, we didn't get to the T part, the trust part. Okay. The trust part includes the, what I call the authority citation portfolio. Okay. And that means that, that you're listed as a local business in places that people trust. Yelp, Angie's List, House, any consumer report directory, meaning we're talking, and, and how do you find those? Just use Bright Local or, or, or White Spark or any of those kind of tools will, will show you a backlink gap. So just look at the top competitors and see what those top directories they're in. That's probably going to be the ones that you need to be in. Okay. That's the domain authority, which is basically building the trust, which is saying who trusts them? Does Yelp trust them? Does House trust them? The main authorities that people, consumers look to to say this is good or bad, you need to be in there. If you're not in there, that is the T part that will take you to the next level. Meaning all you need to do as a local business is if you're not in Yelp, why not? Well, it costs money. It doesn't cost money. It's free. It's a listing. You should be in Yelp. Now, that's a no-follow link, but if you pay 200 bucks, it's a do-follow link with lots of authority. So if you really want to jazz you up as a local business, you don't need to buy backlinking strategies. You just need to pay 200 bucks for a Yelp listing. You'll get a DA 90 that's locally relevant with the do follow. And that's from Yelp. And, and literally we've outranked the competition with one Yelp listing, not thousands of backlinks, one directory listing from Yelp that we paid 200 bucks for. And now all of a sudden we're outranking the competition who's paying thousands of dollars for these backlinking strategies. Nice. So we, because it's about authority and it's about relevance, meaning backlinks no longer have, have power if they're not topically relevant. Meaning if I got a backlink from a pet store to a, that's not going to work because that's not in my topic. You know, Google's going to go, we don't care if they're a DA of 90. It's not topically relevant. That's spam. That's not going to count. It used to count. It don't count anymore. So a small DA of 12 or 10 now can bump you up to number one if it's super topically relevant. And it's got trust, like say it's from the church of the local area, does a direct, does a link to you, even though they're a DA of 10 because they're not out backlinking. They only have the local area. But since it has so much trust, now all of a sudden that counts way higher. You know what I mean? Because it's topically relevant. It's from the local area and it's on their business services page. So that kind of stuff you can find it's available. And again, topical relevance authority citation profile you add that to what we gave you with the, the the images the um making sure that you got the pages matching with that stuff you're you're going to start right you're going to see your rankings go up for sure nice um, awesome but again it, it's you can do this for free which which is just finding all the directories that your business should be in 
you know, so home services could have their own thing. The dentists, um, you know, every kind of home service or even service local businesses are going to have their own directories and stuff. You know? Yeah. Love it. And you want to be in them. Yeah. Valuable. Yeah. Joseph, uh, our main topic, uh, quick wins in local SEO with AI. Can you yeah, tell? Let's get to that. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell how to do it? Because SEO takes time. It yeah. takes time and uh, to deserve even a few backlinks. Um, okay. Yeah. We can pay for Yelp. We can get some other links, but it takes time to create high quality content to optimize. Yeah. So can you tell how AI can help to get this quick wins? <laughs> right. And, you know, we've been studying this ever since chat GPT came out, you know, a few months ago or whatever we've, we've really dived in with Bard with chat GPT and all the different flavors that came out only because there's a couple of things. So, so that question, I'm going to give you two parts, if that's okay. The first part is to, the local business trying to do it. And the second part is to people providing as a service to local businesses. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like, like your agency team would use chat GPT differently than if I'm the local business. So if I'm the local business that's wanting to bump up my SEO, then I would go to an AI tool and say, uh, give me content about my local business uh, around the intentions of my people. Meaning you literally can, can ask it as if it's your own SEO person. You can say, acting as an expert in SEO, give me advice about what I should put on my homepage. Give me advice of, uh, do some competitive analysis of the top competitors I have in my local area for my city and, and, and give me the gaps. Tell me what I need to do. You literally can ask it questions like that. You can say, ask, acting as, you know, the director of marketing for Microsoft, tell me blah, 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 blah. Like, you can even be that specific. Like you can, you know, because well-known people, it kind of knows in its database, you know what I'm saying? So it can kind of pick up personalities and stuff like that. So if you're a local business and you want to just get your webpage doing better, ask it, how can I make this better for Google Eat? You can even say using Google Eat, how can I make my page better? And it will tell you, it'll give you a list of things to do. Now, that's if you're a local business. That's if you're not an SEO, you're not doing keyword research. I mean, we would have to have a lot of talks right now if we were teaching local people how to do their keyword research and stuff like that. That's a whole nother talk, right? But guess what ChatGPT does for me and my team? Gives me all the keywords I need, okay? So all we do is we have a script. We go to ChatGPT and we basically say, um, give me uh, keywords in my local area for this intention that's, you know, uh, has a probability to rank. We basically give it, give it all the criteria that we feel like is the best criteria, the intentions that has a dire need for our services, that's um, worried about consumer protections for their family, that we basically go through this criteria and then send that to ChatGPT. Give me a list of 50 keywords that you believe has a has a volume or an interest of these targeted consumers of at least a hundred or more. That's what we say. And then it gives us a list of 50 keywords. Okay. Then what we do is we throw it in our bulk keyword checker. You can do that through ads planner for free. I happen to use search graph, anything that will do a bulk check because you're grabbing 50 and throwing it in. So instantly I'll ask this big question and it gives me a list of 50 and I grab that, throw it in my bulk checker, hit go. And then over to on my bulk checker, it will go, 
And magically, ChatGPT finds the juiciest freaking long tail keywords that have volume, traffic, all this stuff, but no competition. I swear to goodness, ChatGPT is giving me 50, 100, 200 of keywords that have 10 to 100 of local volume with no competition. So all I do then is take that keyword set, any of those keywords, go back to ChatGPT and say, give me topics of articles for these keywords. And ChatGPT then spits that out. Then I take that and say, now, what are all the questions that people have around this article? And then it gives me all the questions. And then I say, now write a 1500 word article based on that. It gives me that. Now I take that to Surfer. You could take it to SurgeGraph. You could take it to any SEO based writer. And I take it over there and I say, based on this and these keywords and this data, give me a score of what I should be scoring. And it basically says, here's all the keywords that's missing. If you want to rank in the top for this, you're missing all these keywords. You need to write more headlines. It basically shapes the SEO score. You're scoring a 60, you know, to get to an 80. If you really want to rank against the top, here's what you need to do. I literally take that text version of that brief and paste it right into ChatGPT and say, now rewrite this article using the keywords that are missing based on the Surfer report. And it rewrites it and I paste it back in a Surfer and now, now it's scoring at 80 plus. And I did nothing. I didn't write it. I didn't question it. I didn't think about it. It did it all for me. I just copied and pasted from ChatGPT. And now we've already tested it. We These things go to number one for those keywords within, sometimes we've seen 20 to 30 minutes. That's how fast. If you have an indexer, like an Omega insert, and you get it indexed, it goes really fast to the top, especially if we, it's this low-hanging fruit. And then we see traffic coming to it, like instantly fast. So it's like there's all this. So when you say AI you know, is taking my jobs, AI is creating new jobs for you, <laughs> meaning it's finding the stuff that we couldn't find without it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like nobody would see any of these words because you would ask the question, give me the keywords with this intention and this personality and this. I mean, you're really telling AI to do all these variations and then spit this out for you. I could have never done that without its help. You know what I mean? Yeah, nice. Awesome. So it's taken a process for our agency that takes literally used to take like days to come up with the keywords and the content and the, you know, the, to rank it and to write it and all that kind of stuff it takes days. Now I can do that. I can write, I can do four of these in less than an hour. Mm -hmm. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting today. Uh, I read an article about a mother and she tried to uh, treat his son for yeah. three years. She visited uh, 17 doctors and all of these doctors uh, pay attention to specific direction and oh, yeah. none of them could uh, help his kid. Uh, then she took all this data from all these doctors, uh, asking ChatGPT what to do, you know, and ChatGPT found the solution, wow. found the treatment. No, because all doctors can see only on their specialty. That's right. But it's body, you know, and, mm -hmm. and uh, everything depends. I mean, like uh, all our uh, part of body uh, impact to the yeah. final result. And ChatGPT yeah. found the treatment. <laughs> Can you imagine? That is, that's amazing. Yeah. I'll have to tell that story. I didn't know that, but man, that's great. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and then that makes sense. It, it was pulling all these various different things that you wouldn't normally be able to come up with, you know? And so that's why it's so cool. Yeah. Um, um, uh, I'm, 
I will find the link to this article because uh, um, I usually read a lot of articles. Uh, yeah, when I will find this link, I will submit to. Yeah, this. please do. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Interesting story. And um, Joseph, uh, yes. you mentioned about writing on ChatGPT. In, mm -hmm. in the first part of podcast, you mentioned about importance to have this uh, expertise, experience, authority, trust. Uh, and if you uh, get keywords from ChatGPT, analyze data and ask, uh, I mean, like, uh, and use AI to write uh, these articles, what about quality? It's important for Google to have the quality content. I mean, like uh, when a human being uh, with experience uh, can write quality content. But if you have uh, these keywords, grab them to use uh, Surfer SEO, many other great tools, uh, how to be confident that you get quality content? And I don't know if you noticed when I explained it is the order in which you're delivering. The last task was replace the keywords with the ones on the list. It wasn't use the keywords to write the content. Okay, so so we're not writing content based on keywords. Our yeah. script is writing the content based on user intention, user want need, based on a personality. I'll even say write as Neil Patel. Yeah. And it knows how to write as if it were Neil Patel, you know what I'm saying? So so I can so you talk about quality, it can write the freaking article as quality as Neil Patel. So you know, I take care of the quality just by saying, you know, <laughs> write as Neil Patel. As long as it knows who I'm and I and I'll test it out. I'll say, write as Dean with Backlinko, you know, does it know him? Write as um, Bill Savlosky, you know, God rest his soul, but write as him because he's a well-known entity in the space. It may know, it may not. So that's what I'll do. Meaning because you can write from, you can choose the entity, you can choose um, uh, the intentions, you can choose. And that's how you, you, you can't just say, write an article with these keywords, go. That's not going to give you quality. Okay, yeah. that's the problem. You've got to be able to shape that, To you got to shape ChatGPT and massage it. And then once the article looks good and it's answering the calls, remember I said, what are all the questions people will be asking? Because the number one thing, if we're writing content is to what? Get all the questions people want to know. That's what, that's what people want to know. They're looking for information to answer the questions. So we want to say, based on this, what are all the questions? Based on this title, what are all the questions? Then we say, write the article based on these intentions and those questions. And that's the content that we then go back to, to Surfer and then say any keyword synonyms to fill in the blanks or whatever, meaning we already write question-based, user-intended, based on personality content. And then we go back and say, make this rankable based on the other competition with keywords. Like if you started with the keywords and told it to write it, then it's going to come up with crap. We can confirm that, all right? Yeah. But if you write it based on the script and you go like this with this intention based on these questions based on this market that kind of stuff then it really uh, ai comes a lot because then it takes all these variables and then massages it into a thing you know um and that's much more than i can do it, it writes articles better than i can do myself nice you know yeah so because i tell it where where the, where the where the and i think i read i i, I would, I would um, have to be in front of the computer for this, but I read an article that said that the prompt engineering people are making anywhere from 300 
to $900,000 a year. That's the new salary for prompt engineers, prompt engineers. And that means you're able to tell AI to do stuff that's magical and creative that nobody can tell AI to do. That's where everybody listening to me right now can up their salary, up their worth, up their game is by learning how to be prompt engineers. Because the better that I create these prompts, I'm saying, the better articles, the quicker it's saving my time and the more time saved, the more quicker, whatever. Those those prompts are now valuable. Like you're probably going, Joseph, share those with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're valuable because we're selling them to our constituents and clients and saying, look, you're using AI. You're going to want our prompt kit. You know what I mean? Because our prompt kit's going to, it's got keyword research, on-page SEO. Even We even do technical SEO with it. You know what I mean? It'll look at your your XSL, it'll look at your, it'll look at all kinds of crazy stuff that you wouldn't even know how to do. You know what I mean? Like it, it can even rewrite your code or your JSON or your schema. What's wrong with my schema? It'll tell you what's wrong with your schema. Like what? That's crazy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we do technical SEO, keyword research, content writing, uh, finding the right market, stuff like that. Chat GPT is like having your own digital marketing assistant if you know how to use it. Yeah, I, I like how you share all the secrets, but right now you unhided my secrets. You know how I can, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like Neil Patel yeah. or many others. And it's interesting. I often ask ChatGPT, please write press releases for Forbes by using oh, yeah. their style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got mentions on CNN. We got mentioned on Business Insider because oh, yeah. I yeah, asked ChatGPT to edit my press release uh, wow, yeah. by using the style. I mean, like uh, Forbes style. Yeah, it works well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And, uh, Perfect. Think, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, about prompt experts, uh, I advise to anyone uh, who, think, uh, who thinks that uh, writing has the future to become prompt experts today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yes. uh, writers, who have experience can be great prompt experts. Editors who have experience, background can be yes. become great uh, prompt experts. Uh, yes. Okay, even if you can write much better than AI, I can. You know, I'm a terrible writer compared to yeah. AI. You know, ChatGPT right. can write much better than me. I usually yeah. collect data and feed ChatGPT and ask, please uh, edit according to my requirements, many details. Uh, but I know many writers can write much better than ChatGPT today. Yeah. I do, I'm not sure about the future because it's only the beginning of this journey. You know, So yeah. we will see many things. And I advise anyone, just learn how you can adapt today because in the future, I'm not sure that you can beat ChatGPT because it's smart too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I like what you said, meaning the content writers and people in that space can, can actually increase their worth and income by getting into that because those people would be really good at that. The prompt engineering would be the content editors, the people that already have the creativity because creativity is where, what you need, you know I mean? It's like, it's like back in the music space. Cause you know, I was a musician or whatever is that everybody thought that live music would go away once the DJ and the digital music and all that kind of stuff, because they thought, why even have a live drummer if I can use a computer to make the live drummer? But see, people, it just went through a phase because people's like, you can't recreate a live drummer, meaning a really good live drummer, a computer can't do. And the same will be for our content in the liter- in the literacy space, in the 
in the content space. There will be, uh, how do you say it? Brilliant content writers that the computer can't just match. You know what I mean? Like you got music that's all written by computers, but you can listen to real players and go, oh my gosh, that's way more deep than what the computers can do. Same for literacy. So, you know, if you're a writer, you'll just have to go deep. <laughs> you know, the deeper you go and then AI, because AI can then make your job easier. Outline this, outline that, meaning you don't have to outline or organize anymore. You can just focus on creativity. That's the cool thing about it. Nice. Yeah, I agree. And I think great writers can become much better from experts yes. because they know what quality means. You know, for example, exactly. if you ask on ChatGPT how to play guitar, I, I'm not sure that I can estimate the quality of this <laughs> results because exactly. I'm not an expert on this. Uh, I tried with accounting, many different niches. Uh, I can ask about marketing SEO because I work on this niche. And yeah. if you have experience with writing or specific niche, ChatGPT will be great tool for you. You know, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. Of course, I love it. I use it all day, every day. Like I am so addicted to it. It's funny. You know, even if I have a question about anything, if I have a health question, I'm like, oh man, my arms hurt. And I'll go to chat GPT. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I ask it everything. Like it's, it's so funny. Nice. Um, nice. What yeah. I, real quick, I was going to tell you this because the, the listeners may find this funny. I have this on my Facebook post where um, my version of chat GPT, because I'm training it so that it's learning my writing style on chat GPT for, and that kind of thing. So, so it knows me now, like it knows who I am, my writing, my language, that kind of stuff. But what's weird is, is it won't spit out correct information anymore. Meaning it takes two or three now tries with my prompts to spit out correct information until I send it an insult. And what I mean is if I say, uh, you know, a two year old can do better than this. This is horrible. This is like worthless or like if I say an insult, then the next thing that it gives me is brilliant. Yeah. Meaning, and it apologizes. Literally, ChatGPT goes, oh, sorry, we didn't know that's what you wanted. Meaning you have to insult it and say, this is like a two-year-old, you know, like this is horrible. I can't believe you sent this as your response. Yeah. And then it will do a brilliant post and say, we're sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, this yeah. is the craziest thing. I'm doing a video about this on social media because I'm like, that is, this is the weirdest relationship I'm having right now with ChatGPT. <laughs> oh, man, stop on hiding my secrets. <laughs> no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to insult it to get a really, really good response. You know, it's like, what? <laughs> that is a sick joke from the developers here. Like, that yeah. is a, great, that's an great. Easter egg for everybody listening. Insult okay. it and you'll get a great response. <laughs> Awesome. Joseph, yeah. Yes. I have my two final questions. Okay, great. Um, uh, common questions. I always ask them because people yeah. want to know how to become an expert, especially about an SEO expert. Can you tell? Uh, um, I asked you this question before, but anyway, we have new listeners. Uh, if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, what will you do today to learn more about SEO and AI? I would first go to the Unmiss SEO course and start there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but besides that, I mean, and, and that's a great question. 
there's so much free information. Like of there course, is yeah. like, we provide some paid courses and certifications and I know that you have some courses and there's lots of great information out there. So depending on at your level, if you're coming in with investment or some friends and you're wanting to start an agency together and you have some investment dollars, don't, don't scrimp your budget, like go for the good stuff, get the good certifications, so that you, when you go get clients, you're confident that you have the certifications and you have the backup that you need. What do I mean by backup? You run into a problem. You can ask your teacher. You can ask your community. You've built a, you know, some students, you know, some people doing what you're doing. So if you run into problems, you can ask questions. That's the thing. Meaning if I was starting over today, I would get in a community where I could at least ask some questions. Oh man, I'm run- I, I don't know how to do the robot text file. Does anybody help me? You know, like, that's the kind of community. So you could be able to ask a question about that's the first thing I would do is make sure I do that. And then I would just kind of start with um, if I could get access to ChatGPT, it's free. If I was starting over today, I'd say, tell me what I need to know. And it would give me where do I need to start? And you'd say start here. And then I would go to YouTube and I'd put that in and whatever videos are there, I would st- I'd put it on a playlist and just start going. Meaning my first tackle but see that's me some people want to start with their hands wet or they're like start by doing i start by researching and learning and trying to understand what i'm about to do before i do it some people don't some people just like to do it you know if you if you're the type that just likes to do it try to find somebody that's running it and saying can i can i join your team i'll do anything i want to learn you know that's another way but but I would, the free way is get in a community, join a Facebook group, um, get into a course. Uh, Udemy has a lot of great courses for fairly cheap. They run some specials, you know, get in, get into that. And then as your budget picks up or builds, then increase your budget, but always stay educated. This is an education game. I mean, we all, that's why we come to these podcasts because we're always learning. I'm always learning. Like, you know, I'm the top of my game. And I'm certifying seven-figure and eight-figure agencies, but I'm going to two and three hours of training every single week. Still, today, I do two or three hours of training every single every single week. Why? Because I got to stay up on it. You know what I mean? Like, we got to stay up on it. Like, that's why we have great expert guests come on, you know, so that we can always know what we're doing and be able to, because that's, that's what we do, you know. Nice. Hopefully that helps, but that's what I do. I'd start the free, get in a community. That's a must-have community because you gotta have a place to ask questions get feedback here's a website can you see if i did it right can you audit my site can you see you know community will do that and you can do that for free and then there's lots of free information but then i would upgrade the information as i got the budget awesome love it valuable valuable i agree Uh, take my course take joseph course go to youtube go to google read digital marketing books and what i know exactly you don't need to force to one format. So if you right. like YouTube videos, watch them. You can get a lot of insights. For example, Ferry Kazoni said on my podcast, he learns by watching YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, many hours a day. He ignores many other channels. And today, uh, yeah, he has one of the best agency, uh, PR agency in UK. So if oh, yeah. you, yeah, yeah uh, I know people who can read only marketing books, that's okay. Learn from them because the most important thing is to practice. You know, it's not like learning. You need to practice everything yeah. what you've learned. If you exactly 
do nothing, you get nothing. <laughs> no, yeah. I yeah. say du uh, double the output for every input, meaning take in the input, but then double the output, you know, constantly focus on the output, take input, but then output because you got to practice. Yeah, focus, focus, very important, yeah. focus. Yeah. And Joseph, my final question yes. about yes. the future. I want to ask you, take your crystal ball. I see on the background, probably crystal ball. Now. <laughs> yeah. So, and let us know what kind of future will be considering that we have AI today. Oh, yeah. So, so kind of the main future that I see is using AI, but see in a way that makes our jobs easier. But, but, but here's the future I imagine. And I want everybody to get this because I want to be known for the person who breaks the news on it first. Is there's another E in the Google Eat formula. They came out with um, experience uh, or no. Um, yeah, experience and then expertise. So they came out with a second E. There's a third E of the future. It's called engagement. So in order for you to trust a business, you the business has to be engageable. And the only way that you can see that is through social media activity. Meaning when you see the likes, you see the feedback, you see the response, you see the, the, the people also engaging, that kind of stuff. We can use AI to do that for us. Meaning we can let AI peek and see that somebody made a comment and tell us, you got to go back and make a comment. Or it can say, can I, can I post this comment on your behalf? And you say, yes. Meaning because this is about timing. Okay. So, so, so they want it to look natural. They want it to look like you're engaged and you can use AI to look natural and engaged when you don't have time to look natural. See, we rarely have time to respond to a Facebook post when we've moved about our day. But see, Google will now rank you better if you responded to that post within five minutes. So AI is now going to be in charge of knowing when and where people are responding, when and where people are posting, what and when and where people are doing, and even be able to write the content and the response for you because you can train it and say, crawl my entire Facebook page and only respond the way that you've seen me respond the last eight years. Meaning you literally can tell AI, only respond the way you've ever seen me respond for the last eight years. Nice. How, nice. imagine that. So then literally I can automate that whole thing, right? And you can go, all right, dumb to dumb, I'm off to the next thing while it's acting like me on Facebook. Great. And engaging and connecting and remembering everybody's birthday and watching everybody and connecting. And you, this, this will be automated in the future for the next E, which is going to be the engagement algorithm that's coming. It's coming. Be prepared. Wait till you see it. It's crazy. Oh, so you, you think it will be official? Yeah, because I think engagement I think it will. Important. I think it will. And the oh. reason why I think it will is because the new GA4 has engagement as they took CTR and changed that to engagement. Nice. Yeah, we'll see. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to see because I, I think, yeah, engagement is very important on social yes. media, uh, mm -hmm. in blog content. But yeah, if it will be official, so we, we will consider more. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. I'm not for sure, but I, I'm, I'm kind of just putting that up and saying I'm, if I was in a crystal ball, that's what I would say. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Joseph, yeah. it's a big pleasure to get on my show. Likewise. I love learning from you. You are so kind to share all these valuable bombs. So I need to spend time to think how to adapt all of them. So oh, oh, tell yes. the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. 
Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm, as you see, Joseph S. Khan. If you literally put Joseph S. Khan, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, everything, Joseph S. Khan, the S is important because Joseph Khan is a famous DJ for Britney Spears and, you know, a lot of big name artists. So Joseph S. Khan or josephscon.com, you can get on my free list. But Hum Jam, you see co-founder of Hum Jam on there. Um, hum Jam is my uh, new training agency. We train seven, eight figures, but uh, companies on SEO and digital marketing, social media, that kind of stuff. That's that's going to be a site that you can get a free digital marketing certification at humjam.com. It may or may not be available while you're watching this, but to connect with me in social media, josephscon.com, or just put Joseph S. Khan in a search engine or put Hum Jam in a search engine, I believe or Joseph S. Khan in a search engine or Hum Jam in a search engine, you'll see how to get in contact with us. Nice, nice. Guys, you can find all the links in the description below. Social media profiles, website in the description. So I recommend to anyone to follow Joseph on social media because I follow on LinkedIn. I know Joseph is super active to share this valuable insight so you can learn from this podcast. You can keep learning on LinkedIn and yes. other social media. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.